2: He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spudman, Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spudman.
3: Man.
4: It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman.
5: Greetings and our ola. I will confirm for the record that I am in fact Spud Goodman. <laughs>
1: Spud Goodman.
5: <laughs> and I stand firmly behind that statement, okay? We are appreciative that you the listener, you know, has chosen to spend some quality time with us. I'm pretty sure you're going to be happy with your decision at the conclusion of the show, but if not, well, it was free, so there is that. You know, the way I look at it, the way, you know, I can sleep at night is no one who listens to this radio show is getting screwed and, and going to be demanding a refund at the end of it. At the worst, it's just a waste of time. And on the positive side, you just might be entertained. I mean, it's an actual possibility. Maybe. So so why don't we get things started here by introducing the show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Can you give us a halfway decent guffaw?
6: Oh, well, I could certainly try. How's okay. this? Oh, not that bad,
5: huh? Well, you know, I've heard worse. Mm. You know, anyway, it wasn't a bad guffaw. Uh, okay. It, it'll work. So now I must introduce our show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Why don't you just send your best wishes to all of us by using a skill, you know, we all have but most of us don't ever use. Mental telepathy. Send out a brief mind wave or, or something acknowledging my acknowledgement. Nothing too lengthy, just a basic thank you, Spud.
7: Okay. I believe I have on many occasions expressed to you that I do not potest, uh, possess these types of mind skills. I'm not Kreskin or... or,
5: or I, I, I think that Kreskin remark really dates you, man. What's with you, Joe, huh? Uh, no one under 50 even remembers who Creskin is? Ooh. Could could you at least have gone for someone who's been on TV in the last 20 years? <laughs> l- l- the amazing
7: Creskin is still at the top of his game, Spud. Really? You know, he tours regularly. Uh, he came to the local Elks Club a few years ago, and it almost sold out, I heard.
5: Yeah, well, then somebody must have bought up all the tickets, you know, and handed them out at the local senior centers. I don't know. Anyway, I will accept your response, as a grateful tip of your cap to me as host of this show, and I, well, as I feel you it- know,
7: uh, you can see I have no cap to tips, but you are the only one with a baseball hat on in this studio. And you know we're not tossing the ball around, and the sun's not getting in your eyes and here. So why must you wear a hat indoors anyway?
6: People can't figure me out. They can't
7: process me. Yeah, I don't expect them to. You can't process me with a normal brain. You know, I've always wondered that.
6: Oh, Gerald! That goes way back to when Spud hit puberty. Actually, oh. he started to lose his hair, and from well, that point at on, puberty? yeah, yeah, well, and, and now he so. never goes anywhere without some kind of hat on. Well, not
5: everywhere, Aunt Dorothy. I mean, there are some places Almost. where a hat is not okay, uh, like at funerals and weddings, or or, or most wedding and funerals. Uh, true. You know, I mean, like. Like if I'm really close to the person who died or or got married and and I know they wouldn't care if I wore a hat, I I will. And uh, Here's something. I think I should get some credit over the years for my display of patriotism as I always take my hat off during the National Anthem, even when I'm watching a game alone at home. I don't understand.
7: Well, but as I was blessed with a thick, Full head of hair, of course. Gonna go there I'll again, never huh? understand the depth of your insecurity surrounding your aggressively receding hairline. But listen, you need to accept yourself for what you are—an almost bald
5: man. I- First of all, I am not bald. Uh, Almost. I don't even need to to go with a a weak comb-over like all those politicians on TV. Sure, yeah, I could use some more coverage up there. (laughs) In in an ideal (laughs) world, I would have the hair of a rock star, but, you know, I have to accept the cards have been dealt. But can we change the subject? So what I wanted to discuss was a recent email I got from this company who does, you know, those video greetings cameos, uh, they're called. I know everyone's heard of them as, as a, like, a, there's a buttload of famous and not-so-famous celebrities doing them these days. And for them to, you know, get down to me on the famous list, well, you know, I got to say, it did put a bit of uh, pep in my step. Uh, yeah, It could have been a mistake, but they did spell
6: my name correctly. Ooh, yeah, uh, I bought one of those cameo greetings for my sweetie Chance, and oh, oh, Chance, are you okay to speak about this on the air?
8: I would rather not because it was kind of intimate moment, but okay. What should I say about
6: it? Uh, well, just tell the listeners who wished you a happy birthday a, a few months here. ago. Yeah.
8: Okay, well, it was Joyce DeWitt from that TV show Three's Company. I've only seen a few VHS tapes my dad still has around. He taped the show every week it was on. Since Uh. he had such a thing for Joyce for so many years, I kind of started liking her too. She is, or was, really hot.
5: I don't know. Yeah, I always thought she got the short end of the stick, you know, regarding airtime, you know, with Suzanne Summers. On on three's company and and having interviewed Suzanne on on this show uh, I know for sure Joyce would be way more fun to hang out with so Spud, are you considering working
7: with that cameo company you know as a a part-time way to make some money
5: well from you know what I read it's so damn easy all you have to do is read some message from a customer into a camera and they send you a check how cool is that Uh, it does sound
8: like it could be financially lucrative how much did it cost you, Dorothy, for my Joyce DeWitt birthday greeting? To me, it was worth every penny. I'll never forget it.
7: Seek immediate medical help for an erection lasting more than four hours.
6: Oh, honey, that's something I would prefer to keep private. I mean, it's why people take the tags off gifts, you know? Yeah, I can look up
5: how much uh, Joyce costs all right, and, and let you know later. Um right now it's time for our musical guest who I will be speaking with a little later. So everyone say hello to Society of the Silver Cross.
9: This is a spy a show. This is a spy a show. Hi, Mr. Trump. This is a spy a show.
5: What's been your most memorable moment to this point, as Donald Trump? What do you think? Just having a lot of fun and being Donald Trump. I've just had a great time and maybe meeting you. Well, I like to
3: think that. <laughs> this. <laughs> that's cupped up as Well, that's good stuff. Is a spy a show.
7: Uh, Spud, yeah. your first guest, Frank Grillo, is holding for you. Now, You know, I've got to say, I'm not familiar with Mr. Grillo or his career.
5: Yeah, yeah, I thought so. He's been in so many movies, it would take me the rest of the show to go over them. How about a couple Captain America movies? He, he played Brock Rumlow, and the Purge movies, and, and Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, there, there's, some, there's just a bunch of
6: them. Oh, I've seen all the Purge movies. They're really quite entertaining. The body counts keep growing from sequel to sequel.
4: I love the smell of napalm in the morning.
7: Purge movies. You know, my neighbor had an issue with that little problem. She's fine now, but gosh, someone made a movie
5: about that? Uh, just keep it zipped during my interview, okay?
6: Oh, Sped, I'll try to keep him distracted.
5: Um, and uh, and Dorothy, j- just just don't try and hypnotize him, though, again, because we're on the air and it's too risky. He uh, could do okay, something really okay. stupid.
6: Okay. This, I was
7: unwillingly hypnotized twice, and yeah. I'll never allow myself to be
5: susceptible again. It, it was scary. Pissing our pants yet? Uh, she didn't make you do anything illegal, so just chill. And, and just put Frank through. Y- here he is. <laughs> Please welcome actor, producer, Frank Guerrillo. We appreciate you coming on our show. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. So you have a new movie out that you star in and are producing, Point Blank, uh, now streaming on Netflix. Uh, Give us the basics on what it's about. I've seen it, but you do a way better job, you know, doing that.
2: I'm so bad. No, it's a a remake of a 2010 French uh, thriller by the same name, Point Blank. And uh, you know, basically, it's it's uh, Anthony Mackie, uh, my buddy from the Marvel movies, plays a nurse.
3: Uh, yeah. I'm a yeah. murder
2: suspect in the hospital, and uh, my brother tries to break me out and fails, but uh, finds out where Mackie lives and kidnaps his wife, and uh, tries to get me out of the hospital. But the cops, who uh, turn out to be not so good, chase both of us, and uh, we go on we go on the run. And it, it turns into a, 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 a kind of a reluctant buddy chase movie. Uh, nothing reinvented here, but, but a, a 90 minutes of kind of fun, a little bit of humor, and some, some cool music, and it, it's uh, there are worse ways to spend 90 minutes.
5: Yeah, uh, the body count's kind of high. Yeah, and uh, the music, very much enjoyed the music too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um. You know, being the producer and the star, got to ask you this: Did you find like you had to remind yourself to lay off the craft services to keep the cost down? Because it must be tough to act and also be a suit responsible for the budget of the production.
2: Well, I have a partner, Joe Carnahan, uh, uh, who's a very, very uh, successful writer director. Uh, he was with me there, and uh, 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 you know, you, you do. You, we we work. We were very conscientious of the money, which is very interesting when you're acting.
3: Right. Um,
2: but 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 you did. You know, we, we were very sensitive about the time and not wasting any time. And uh, I'll tell you, coming from where we come from, he's a director and I'm an actor. Um, we we kind of we kind of pulled it off pretty seamlessly, and uh, and and kind of created a template for ourselves on how to make more of these movies.
5: Right. Uh, okay super well let's let's take a look back way back uh and, and when you first started out uh before you got into the film industry you were a stockbroker on wall street did you ever meet any like real wolves there i mean guys that maybe pushed the envelope way too far
2: uh you know i was only i only worked on wall street for like a year but the, i did meet a couple of interesting characters i think a couple of them actually went to jail Uh, And and it was, yeah, I was, listen, I was on Wall Street for a minute when it was, uh, you know, flying. And there weren't a lot of rules. And so, you know, there were people doing some interesting things back then.
5: Why why do I see maybe a movie in your future about that topic? But uh, anyway, all right. Uh, I
2: did, I did. No, I did a movie called The Crash about me and John Leguizamo and uh, a bunch of good actors in it, actually. Huh, uh, super. The movie's not so good, but the actors are good. And, uh, yeah, it's called The Crash. I, I actually did something like
5: that. I'll, t- I'll check it out. Um, well, you've had a long career making movies, doing huge studio films, like in the Marvel Universe, and, and small indie films, too, such as Wheelman, uh, which is also on Netflix, and I really I really like yeah. that movie. I really like that movie. Uh, what, but uh, I was wondering, do, do you find going big is not as satisfying as doing a movie with no special effects? I mean, just plain old acting?
2: Yeah, you know, for me, like, you know, I, I, I probably have 10 movies coming out in the next 18 months, and most of them are smaller movies, uh, and, and it is. To me, the journey making these independent films is far more satisfying. I mean, it, it's it's a pleasure and a, and a privilege to be in Marvel Universe. Uh, but the, I, I do, I, you know, even the movies that have been successful to me, like the Purge series, they're, they're kind of smaller, you know, they were small movies. Um and they and they become more intimate from from the acting standpoint. So I do I do like that uh, I do like that
5: better. Well, yeah. Speaking of the purge, uh, I mean, you were in uh, purge, purge, uh, anarchy, and the purge election year. That that was a lot of purging. So the body count was off the charts. Did you come home each night being splattered in fake blood? Like, did you have to like take a lot of showers on the set? I didn't get that bloody. I, I was doing the bloodying. Well, that's so, true. You didn't get uh, splattered on you much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I, was, I was pretty clean. Okay, all right. Uh, just curious on that one. Well, let's talk a bit about your turn as Brock Rumlow in both Captain America The Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War, and, and, and Avengers Endgame. You had a cameo there. Was it like coming to work at the biggest comic book store on Earth? I mean, how cool was it? Yeah, I mean, look, you're
2: you're, you're hanging out with a bunch of grown-ups dressed like characters that you read about in comic books. Right, and. Right. You know, you're talking, you know, I'm talking to my buddy, uh, Chris, about his new house or whatever, his car, and he's dressed like Captain America. (laughs) So, it's a little surreal. And it is fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a bunch of guys having a lot of fun.
5: Right. Well... I gotta throw this out because I, fu- I found this kind of interesting. You starred in the biggest grossing non Hollywood film of all time, Wolf Warrior Two, a-, a Chinese action flip. Yes. Did you see that coming when you That's- took the
2: part? No, I don't think anybody saw that coming, and it, it made about a billion bucks in China, Jeez. and uh, I subsequently became a big name in China because of this. And it's it's that that actually. What that enabled me to do was partner up with a company called Starlight. My partner and I, Joe Carnahan, our company partnered up with a company called Starlight out of China, which is going to help us make a lot more movies because of my exposure to the Chinese audience.
3: Heck so yeah. it's amazing Heck yeah.
2: what happened. You, nev- you just never know what's going to happen in the movie business.
5: Uh yeah. uh yeah. Um well away from the set you're you're skilled in in martial arts uh, after starting out in boxing I guess. As a fan are, are you a boxing guy or an MMA guy? I'm a boxing guy. Yeah, Same here. I, I'm
2: a boxing guy. I I like MMA but I'm a I'm a boxing
3: guy. Yeah. I
5: kind of I you know I don't know about you but I, I kind of miss the the build up to the heavyweight fights, you know, they were there was such pageantry and everything and I don't know I, MMA has kind of stolen their thunder. It's kind of Kind of saddens me, but anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it has. I mean, if you're really a true boxing fan, you, you find a great fight. the great fights. But you're right. I mean, MMA has certainly uh, watered down people's appetites for, for
5: you
3: know, pure
2: boxing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And MMA, MMA's on all the time. I feel like I, every time I turn the TV on, there's another fight.
5: I know. It's kind of like the Hitler Channel or the History thing. I mean, it's on. Yeah, that's a good point. It is on all the time. But yeah. all right. Well.
7: Uh, 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 Spud, if I may interject right here, what? Well, I would not myself endorse your statement that Adolf Hitler is on TV too much. I mean, gosh, our family enjoys watching all those shows on the History Channel. Our youngest, Dwight, prefers Shark Week on the Discovery Channel. But for pure entertainment, a good old documentary about Hitler is always worth tuning into.
5: Uh, hey, Frank, just a sec. No, a little Hitler goes a long way. Well, no. And I've never understood how all those programs about him are so popular. I mean, I assume they're popular because they're on all the time.
6: Well, I prefer World War I programs. They're more interesting, I think.
7: Well, don't get the impression that my family has a positive impression of Hitler. We just are, I guess, history
5: buffs, and he was such a compelling figure. Uh, there are a lot of compelling figures in world history But like none either. of them get the airtime that evil dude gets I think he should be ghosted by everyone He's had his 15 minutes And he, he needs to be taken off the air Why give those skinheads and all those alt-right dudes You know, must-see TV uh, I'm getting off track here Just let me get back to Frank Alright, I have returned Thanks, brother. Alright, I'm going to close with my required talk show host question So here goes uh, Frank Gorilla, what has been your most memorable moment in showbiz?
2: um my most memorable moment in showbiz wow uh you know i just finished a movie with mel gibson uh where where i'm actually the good guy and mel's the bad guy huh. and uh i gotta tell you i've, I've been such a huge fan of Mel's for a very very long time both as an actor and then as a director that to get to work with him and then become friends with him and 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 get to really know him that's kind of been a you know at least most recently that's been the the, the high point
5: for me uh, as a as just a person <laughs> okay okay, very cool well I know, I know you gotta get going so let me say again your new movie Point Blank is now streaming on Netflix and and as kind of referred to you also have a ton of other movies now in post production too many to even mention and yeah. I could, I, man I, I couldn't believe how much stuff you got in the can but anyway alright well yeah. I just want to thank you very much for taking the time to check in with us oh,
2: it's my pleasure thank you man
5: Mr. Frank Grillo.
4: This is Walter Crime Guide, and I'd like to answer that question of how important friendly, helpful service is to the success of a supermarket. What good is financial wizardry, merchandising displays par excellence, and all the other very important functions of management if a produce man is indifferent, a butcher disinterested, or your cashier lacking in courtesy? You cannot spend too much time thought or money to impress and convince everyone who comes in contact with the customer that his salary and his future depend upon the attitude of the customer toward his store. But in visiting supermarkets, you sometimes hear this question from the energetic young people in the stores. All this talk about friendly, helpful service makes sense for the boss, but what's in it for me? You get the kick that comes from doing more than the minimum. You feel good because you've done a good job. This is Walter Cronkite, closing with the reminder that it isn't always easy to smile, to be cheerful, to be helpful, to be friendly, to go out of your way to render real service. But it always pays. Thank you and good luck.
0: Spud's not going anywhere and neither should you. The Spud Goodman Radio Show returns in just a moment.
1: is Gwen from Trees and Timber here
3: on our Sixth Bud Women performance. Because we love it so much we'll keep coming back until he won't let us come back and then we'll stand outside the door waiting for him to show up so we can beg him for more appearances. Because we love it so much
0: We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show.
7: Uh, Spud, yeah, our show's resident psychic Ted Mar is holding okay. for you. Oh, let me talk to him. Wait, uh, do you I want me to do his plug? Discuss. Yeah, do the plug. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, Ted Mars, Out of This World, can be heard each Friday, two to four p.m. on KKNW, eleven fifty a.m. in Seattle, and on the web. Here he is.
5: All right. Say hello to our show's resident psychic, Mr. Ted Mar. Thanks for calling in, Ted. Hey, hey, Spud. It's great to talk to you. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you how Jerry Lewis was doing in in the afterlife. I, I I know you can contact just about anyone, you know, that's no longer with us in this world. Can can you call him up? And hopefully he's not busy. You know, I doubt he's hanging out with like Dean Martin, as they still have stuff, you know, between them to settle. <laughs> A little bad blood, I'm sure, it's still there.
9: Um, actually, they've reconciled. He, Jerry, really? Jerry Lewis is, yeah, he's here right now, and you should see his smile. What a beautiful big smile he's got! Huh. And he's been doing a lot of entertaining on the other side to huge audiences. And um, yeah, yeah, and believe it or not, some of the some of the skits they do, he does with Dean Martin because they've reconciled. All the animosity's gone now. He said, Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, and they're getting along just fine. It's kind of like um, husbands, wives, husbands and wives. They perhaps have gone through you know, awful divorces on the other side, they're best friends.
5: (laughs) Wow, that's something I can look forward to then someday, super. Hey, Spud. What? Well, if if what Ted is saying here is true, and if you are actually able
7: to get to heaven when your time is up here on earth, it's comforting to me that our relationship might be repaired sometime in the afterlife. Now, I know there's a big if involved as, uh, let's face it, what are the chances you'll ever set foot in heaven, but you never know miracles have happened before and how cool would that be us as best buddies up there
5: yeah i might want to rethink my final destination plans now with with a prospect of spending eternity with you up there no offense but just let me get back to ted all right, sorry about that. Um, well, can you make sure that Jerry Lewis we're contacting is the one before those really bad movies he made, like Hardly Working, or or, or maybe during the period, maybe when he made King of Comedy, because he was really good in that one.
9: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he just said, you know, we all make mistakes. Um. All right. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. But, you know, the
3: French yeah.
5: felt even the bad movies he made were classics, but they may not be the best, you know, at judging stuff. I mean, because, I mean, they like berets better than... Baseball hats, and that says a lot.
9: Well, you know, um, I don't know whether this had an effect, but but uh, when when wine is 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 cheaper than water in France. Um, it can affect your judgment if you do drink too much of it. I'm not saying it did, but it could, could affect your judgment. So, anyway.
5: yeah, well stated. Absolutely. Um, can you ask Jerry, if you do reach him, uh, or I know he's, you're talking to him right now, ask him right now, what do thinks of, you know, telethons these days? Cause whatever you think of Jerry's work on the screen, no one did a telethon better than him. I, I, um, Excuse me. I think he raised over $2.4 billion over the years. Nobody will ever be able to compete with Jerry on telethons. I really, really miss them on Labor Day weekend now. I mean, that time of year will never be the same. What do you what do you think?
9: Yeah, he does miss that. He does miss that. And one thing he, he does say, too, is that, I mean, people are so jaded nowadays because they get so many calls from different phone solicitors. And back when he was alive doing his telethon, it was more of a unique thing. And people knew him from television television. Radio um, appearances, right? Um, and they knew who he, who he was, and it was it was. Uh, he said there were fewer scams back then, and um, um, and it was easier to donate to places where you knew the money was going to really help somebody, right? Um, you know, nowadays you can get a call from you know from anybody, and they can tell you anything, and you don't know whether the money is actually going to that charitable purpose or not, but course, his 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 he had a legit charity and everything. It was less of a problem back then. He did so amazing he did, work.
5: Was like, He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, last question on Jerry: C- Can you tell him I would like to have lunch or or maybe a drink with him when my time comes? Yeah, I never got the chance to interview him on my show, so I'd like to kind of get a do-over. No matter how weird the conditions are where we might be when when this thing happens. So, could you tell us? Maybe I'm sure he has a personal assistant to lock me in with a time to be, you know, determined later, hopefully much much later, but I'd like to get penciled in. Could you could you make that happen?
9: Yeah, I actually if you want, I don't know if you're free, but tomorrow at 5
3: p.m.
5: No, no, um, no, no, no. Says, I don't plan on going uh, anytime soon. This is in the afterlife and let's let's just oh, you know, okay. it's gonna be way but, down but he, the road. Oh, knock on wood here. Okay. He
9: said he'd be happy to do that, but what he's saying too is that before you pass on, and I'm, I'm not saying that you are, no, yeah, any, any no. Let's not soon. say but that. But before you pass on, yes. you could you could do it with with my help if you want. Oh, with, with Ted's help. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And, and I could be like your telephone to him on the other side.
5: Oh, like you could do it, set up like a FaceTime thing with him, huh? For me? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
9: Absolutely, awesome. if you want.
5: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Jeez, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, tell you what. I would, yeah, man, if you could do that, it would be so cool. All right, well, I'm going to let you go, but I'm thinking about this right now. I Maybe we could, uh, tell you what, I'm going to email you and try to set up a time, all right? Because I'd love to FaceTime with Jerry. So. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, just let me know anytime's fine. Okay.
9: But, and it'll be a lot of fun, I guarantee it.
5: All right, well, thanks a lot for what you do for, for the show and specifically me. So, uh, yeah, thanks.
9: <laughs> My pleasure, Spud, thank you so much.
5: All right, our resident psychic, Mr. Ted Maher.
2: Spud goodness to a low. Spud goodness to low. Spud right
5: This is the Spider Goodman Show. What else is there, man? So getting back to this business opportunity that's come my way, I was thinking it might help me out a bit to take a couple calls from our listeners and learn if this cameo deal is something that they would be interested in, you know, Uh, like a market survey. Uh... You know, would they actually want a personalized video from me wishing them like happy birthday or, or a safe vasectomy operation, that kind of stuff? Because I've read there are all kinds of requests customers hit you up with, and you got to be open to saying stuff that might be a little out there. Yeah, well, you know, I, I would pay for a
7: congratulatory video from you, Spud. Really? Like, like, say, after I had a good sales quarter at my other place of employment, South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum.
6: South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum.
7: (laughs) Or when I pull off a flawless performance here as co-host on the show, it's always nice to get an attaboy from the host of the show. Oh,
6: Spud doesn't do attaboys, Gerald. Uh, You should know that by now.
7: Well, he might if I paid him to say something nice.
6: Oh,
5: yeah. Yeah, you know, after talking to my CPA about, you know... All those damn changes to the tax law Trump thought were so smart, I have to come up with another source of income if I want to keep all my pay cable channels and streaming services.
2: You're going to get so tired of winning, you're going to say, Mr. President, please, we don't want to win anymore. It's too
5: much. Yeah, I mean, they all add up, you know, and uh, like this year, I think I got back like $42. I mean, geez. Anyway, can someone on the board uh, play a plug for the call-in number for those listeners who might not know it by heart? Attention
4: Attention listeners. listeners, get
0: on the phone and
4: call the Spudline. 253-242-3054. Call the
5: Spudline.
0: Call it. Uh, you, you know, I know you don't like to take many
7: calls from non-celebrity Spuds, so this must be well, important to you.
5: Well, but, but if I'm going to keep all my channels around, right, like right. I said, I'm going to have to make some compromises. That's That's pretty clear now.
8: I know I couldn't live without Hulu. I really like that show Teen Titans Go. Isn't that cartoon show for, like,
6: little kids? Do not subject My Sweetie Chance to age shaming, bud. Well, I'm just saying. That's well, I... he just happens to enjoy watching cartoons. Right. There are worse things he could be into, you know. And I would add, he does try to watch most of those kinds of shows when I'm busy or tending to my garden.
7: Yeah, you know, I enjoy watching an occasional cartoon myself, Chance. Like, I used to never miss Davy and Goliath when it was on. I purchased many episodes on tape. Uh, Our family pops them into the VCR when we want to unwind and, you know, kind of do that binge-watching people talk about so much. I have over 75 episodes, I think.
4: What are you people? On dope?
5: Yeah, anyway, um, I gave a peek to that cameo website on my phone here. Yeah. I, I can't believe how little some celebrities charge for doing a personal greeting. Uh, you know, for someone, I mean that guy John Goslin from uh, John and Kate Plus 8 only charges $40 a video. That's dirt cheap for such a big star. Guys like that suppress the market for obscure cult figures like myself. Look,
7: alternative facts are not facts.
8: No offense, bud but I would never pay for any video greeting from you. You're not that likable. I never asked
6: you. Oh, Spud, he's right. I hope you're not already factoring in any projected income from this cameo company thing into your monthly budget. Well, I've kind of, yeah, I've scribbled some stuff. Oh, no, no, it sounds like it's a long shot for someone like you. You know, Maybe
8: if you paid people to accept one of your personal greetings, you might get some interest. Um,
5: that kind of defeats the whole purpose of this opportunity. I don't expect to get rich, but for sure it would be nice to, like I said, not have to worry about you know keeping all my channels or, or you know or asking for extra cheese on my future Domino's orders, or maybe even you know stop having to collect pennies and nickels in my car ashtray. They're more trouble than they're worth. And
7: somebody, unbel- oh,
5: and. He chaptered! He went bankrupt with his casino company!
8: I'll take your spare pennies and nickels, bud. I just keep them in this really big Care Bears coin bank I got from my grandma. I try and take it to the bank every six months or so and deposit everything into my savings account. Really? You'd be surprised how much I've accumulated over the years.
5: Hmm. Well, on second thought... uh. You know, you could be right. I'm just going to keep putting them in my ashtray. Good call, yo. So, but anyway, right now it's time for our musical guest interview, so everybody needs to keep it down, okay? All right. One of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, Please say hello to the Society of the Silver Cross. Uh, Can you give our listeners your names and the instrument you play?
1: My name is Joe. I play the microphone and the 12 string acoustic guitar.
6: I'm Karen, Karen, and
10: I play the harmonium and
5: sync. Do you walk around with that reverb effect always? Because that's so cool. That, that is neat. I, I would love to have that. Uh, what about the rest of the people in your group? Because there's, there's just like three other people.
1: Yeah, there's Dave on drums back there. There's TK on the Swarmatron and the, the B3. And uh, my friend Jonathan is playing the Shahi Baja and the Mellotron.
5: Okay, super, wow! I, I don't think I ever Shahi Baja. I don't. We had didn't a lot have. They didn't have that so. in my school band. Yeah. You know, I would have. I was like fifth chair, and I don't all think right. I would have even made. I, oh, I've never. Oh, let me look. Let me you, Google that.
7: You didn't grow up in India,
5: then? Okay, no, obviously. I did not. I did not. Okay. Okay. Well, well, let me first of all say you have a new record out titled "One Verse" that people need to ask for when they hit their local record store. There, there are a few of them still left, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, right. Yeah. Yes.
1: It's out on vinyl. It's here in Tacoma at. Um, What's that record store here? High Voltage. Well, yep, we're on it's...
5: around the world, actually, so oh, right. people just need to go to their local <laughs> records record store. So, okay. um, Well, you guys have a really cool name for the band. Did you start off with some simple one-syllable options before going in another direction?
1: We did not, no. This is what we started with.
5: Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, give us a basic take on the sound of the band.
6: Uh... We like to describe it as George Harrison driving a hearse.
5: Oh, okay, I like that. All right. Well, let me ask, as a band, you know, as a whole, okay, do you, all of you have, like, an official position on the topic of that old saying, if you step on a, on a crack on the sidewalk, you could possibly suffer a, a, suffer a fracture of the lower lumbar region? What do you think? Is that an old wives' tale, or do you think there is some validity to it?
1: it I guess it depends what you believe.
5: Yeah, that's a good point. Belief systems are important. Uh, uh, so, But do you take a position? Do you step on cracks? That's really kind of what I'm getting at. I'm going to put you on the spot. I've got
1: huge feet, but of course I step on cracks. Okay. You
5: know, I myself have uh, sprained my ankle a couple times tripping over like beer bottles on the sidewalk and it's like slippery old condoms. Uh, I just, like, my foot goes up and before you know it, I'm on the ground. But anyway, OK, well, let's let's talk back. But let's get this thing back to music off the record. Are there any bands that you make like a clear effort to not be influenced by?
1: Oh, a, that's a really good question. That's I'm, right, I'm, I'm so glad you asked that, because we right. get asked that all the time.
5: That's right. Uh, well, and then it's not that good a question. Though, but, <laughs> um, okay, so is that a no comment?
1: Um, uh, we don't try to sound like our last band. <laughs>
5: okay, all right, there you go. All right, well, what's the name of the next song, and can you give our listeners a little uh, tip on what it's about?
1: Okay, uh, the next song that we're going to play is called Diamond Eyes. And it's about um, how the universe is in someone's eyes.
5: Wow. Okay, let's do it.
3: sister, my brother, my son, my daughter, my lover.
0: This is the Spud Goodman radio show.
10: Greetings, beautiful mutants. This is Mark Mother's Bathroom Debo with you on the Spud Goodman show.
7: Uh, Spud Your next guest, Joe Coy, is waiting to speak with you. Now, he's been on the show quite a few times. He's a really funny man.
5: Yeah, and don't try to hit him up about opening up for him, okay? You're you're still giving that open mic comedy thing a try, right? How many times can you handle getting booed off a stage? That is messed up, yo. Okay, first, I have never been booed off the stage, but... Now,
7: sure, the crowds at some open mic comedy nights haven't appreciated my comedic stylings. I think the problem has been poor audio systems at the clubs. Uh, Like, just when I'm getting to the punchline of my jokes, the audio levels go way down and nobody can hear
6: it. (laughs) That's one way to rationalize mass rejection by the public.
5: Yeah, I think the problem with those open mic uh, comedy nights thing is that, is that uh, there's some wannabe stand up comedians that probably should just pay the cover with a two drink minimum and just stay in their chair and enjoy the damn show. Why subject society to more horrible jokes?
7: You, well, I have really good jokes, bud. You know,
5: people lie a lot,
6: so you've got to be on your toes.
5: Right. Uh, just put Joe through, please. Yes, here he is. <laughs> Welcome back to the program, comedian and friend of this show, Joe Coy. Thanks for checking in with us, man. Hey, what's up, bud? Yeah, so you'll soon be out on another comedy tour, this one titled Just Kidding, a really long tour going basically everywhere in North America. I guess our listeners in the U.K. and South Africa, I guess will just have to catch you on Netflix. But everyone else will get a chance to see you on stage sometime soon, right?
10: Yeah, that's crazy. No, this is still going to be a world tour, man. We're we're going to uh, Asia, we're going to Australia, and uh, we're going to end it probably in Dubai. How crazy is that, that I I get to say I'm going to Dubai with stand-up
5: comedy? Wow. Do they have like a... So you're going to do a theater in Dubai. Wow, that's very cool.
10: I'm doing it in an arena, bro. An arena, the Coca-Cola arena. It's it's nuts. The reach that Netflix has is uncomparable, and... uh, it's 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 showing on this tour.
5: Well, uh, well, I'm just curious. This is off the record. Are, are there some cities where you know from like having been there before that you're probably just gonna stay in and order room service? Like even their fast food is lame. Again, this won't go any further.
10: <laughs> That's so funny, man. But yes, completely. There's there's so many cities where I'm like, are you kidding me right now? You don't have anything out here. I mean, there was—I remember my earliest stages. St. Charles, man, I, I would dread it every time on my on my uh, on my tour schedule. But St. Charles—it was like in the middle of a cornfield or something. And every show, I just order room service. I'm like, there is nothing to do here. Those were the times where I wanted to kill myself, man. <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, maybe you can get some decent material written because you're not going anywhere. I guess you can, you know, use your time, you know, in a productive manner. But. Anyway, all right. Um, well, is it true that your last stop in Honolulu, you, you sold a record 23,000 seats for a show for one dude? That's pretty impressive. Like, maybe one one member of the Beatles uh, could match that, yeah. except for Ringo, maybe. But but not that many stand-ups. Jeez.
10: Yeah, it was nuts, man. Um, I broke the record there. And, and the person that had the highest amount of tickets sold was Mariah Carey before me. Huh. So it, that was kind of crazy that I was in the same talks with that. that. That that was in the same sentence that I beat her in Most Tickets Sold. They gave me my own day, too. They, they, they gave me a Joe Coy day, November 24th. So it, It's just nuts how much Hawaii has embraced me. That's why I shot the, the, the second special there. That's why you know, I, when I shot that second special, I was like, I have to do it in Hawaii. I have to.
5: Yeah, I guess. Wow. Um, well, Hey, th- uh, we're talking about this thing on the show. It's it's that, that cameo deal. I don't know if you know about celebrities that get paid to record a video greeting to people. Do you know anyone who's in on this thing? It kind of sounds interesting. I'm on the fence, but myself.
10: Yeah, I, I haven't done it. They approached me for it, but I, I think I'm good with that. I don't, I don't want to do it, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, not, I'm on the fence myself. I, it's uh, it's not something that I'm really into right now.
5: Yeah, I, I hear you. All right. Um, well, hey, let's talk about this. I, was, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, having been on all the late night shows, like The Tonight Show, Jimmy Kimmel, and the others, which one has the best green room food? Like so good you might try and snag some stuff in one of your mom's Tupperware containers to eat later after the show.
10: That's hysterical. Tonight Show, hands down. It's still really,
5: pink.
10: you know. Oh yeah, from from uh, just the looks uh the gifts uh everything uh the backstage area it's just your 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 room itself your green room for uh aside from like the the hangout area everything is just top notch
5: well you've and, and you've done both like the west coast version and the east coast version right oh yeah i did both that's right new york was
10: amazing too that's right i totally forgot about that yeah new york was amazing jimmy's uh uh, studio is just as equally as nice. It's, it's just as beautiful. Uh, I'm not going to lie, though. James Corden was pretty pretty cool, too. The gift that they gave you was really cool over at James Corden.
5: Do you, uh, do you travel with any of your mom's Tupperware? <laughs> no, man. I, I You know what's cool, man, is about <clears throat>
10: when that Netflix special dropped, uh, Tupperware sent me a big, giant case of Tupperware. So that was kind of cool, man. Wow.
5: That would be, ah, uh, man. You know, people may make fun of Tupperware, but it's handy. I gotta say. Oh yeah, hands down, it's the best. Um, well, you got a new film coming out. Is it Anastasia? Is out titled? Uh,
10: yeah, man, Anastasia, man. So it's live action. It ain't a cartoon. So I got to, uh, I got to shoot that in about three days. I, you know, I I was on tour and we basically knocked. A month's worth of workout in three to four days, man. I I didn't sleep at all. It was literally from 6 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock in the morning every day. I was doing it, like, basically 18-hour shifts, man. It was crazy. Dang.
5: (laughs) Are are you planning to move on to the silver screen and, and like, leave the road or what? (laughs) I would
10: never leave the road, man. That's my life. That's my blood. I I love stand-up too much. But, uh, yeah, man, movies are definitely right where I want them to be. We're, we're, We're looking into them right now.
5: Okay. All right. Well, you know, you continue to do your podcast, The Koi Pond. Does it bug you that nowadays the family member who does not have their own podcast is considered the weirdo? Like it's now part of like U.S. citizenship responsibilities?
10: <laughs> yes. Isn't that crazy? Yes. 100%.
5: <sighs> but, but where can people find it? I got it. Let's plug it.
10: Yeah. Go to iTunes. Uh, go to J O K O Y J-O-K-O-Y.com. And It'll take you to everything, everything I have, from tour to special to koi
7: pond. All right. Uh, Spud, well, yes? as, as you know, I myself do not currently have my own podcast, but I remain extremely interested in starting one. I feel your position that if I did have one, it would be a breach of my non-compete
5: agreement in my contract is very unfair. Uh, Joe, I need a moment here. Listen, the world does not need a Gerald Holcomb podcast, okay? Yes. I asked management to include that stipulation in your employment contract as a goodwill gesture to innocent people everywhere who could accidentally stumble upon it. Oh,
6: I sure wouldn't listen to it. What? There are way too many podcasts out there already. Right? And, well, yeah, and some of them aren't, aren't really that bad. I listen to a few when I'm in my spin class... The instructor plays such lame music. i just keep one earbud in and play my own stuff.
7: If I had my own podcast, you both would be surprised how entertaining it
5: would be. I have many ideas on how to make it stand out from the crowd. Uh, Good luck with that. I bet my mailman's podcast would smoke your downloads. He's getting like over 25 a month, I think. Just let me get back to Joe before he dozes off, though. All right, I'm back. Nice. I know you got to go, so I'm, I'm going to let you scooch. So uh, let me remind everyone that your comedy tour, Just Kidding, is about to begin, and people need to check their local listings to find out when, they're, when you're coming to their area. Uh, yeah, and what, what, what are your social media tags, too? Throw that out.
10: All of it. Joe JOKOY, J-O-K-O-Y on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Everything, J-O-K-O-Y.
5: All right. Well, just thanks a bunch for checking back in with us. We really appreciate it. Love you, man. Thank you. There you have it, Mr. Jokoi.
9: My, How time flies!
5: You know, the downside of me giving this cameo deal a a shot is if no one, like no one, ever asked me to do a video greeting.
9: I think the reason why is I've just been, like, so unhappy.
5: Um, you know, for sure some douche on Twitter or Facebook is gonna play that up and make me out to, you know, seem like some kind of loser, which may or may not be factual this could be risky for me, so we need to gauge what kind of interest there is before I actually sign up. Well, I'm sure at least some of your friends, n- not real friends,
7: but those on social media, will consider purchasing your video greeting. I-, I think the key will be how much you're charging. If I were you, I would offer a doorbuster sale, Spud. Like a- doorbuster a- sale? Yeah, a-, a two-for-one deal or a half-price introductory offer. I don't think you have the clout to ask for top dollar, like some other celebrities. Um, <laughs> I, I- You suck!
6: Well, have you thought about offering these videos for free, Spud? No. You might be able to get a few people to respond then. I'm saying it's possible. And Dorothy, I'll say one more time.
5: The whole point of this venture is to create another source of revenue. You know, for me, like, what happens if I get fired here on this show tomorrow? How am I going to survive? God forbid I would have to get a real job. Don't be so overly dramatic about it.
8: We have a caller holding who wants to jump in on this topic. I haven't vetted him, so I can't say for sure if he's a lame caller or not. Oh. As an intern, I'm not permitted to vet callers. All I'm allowed to do is ask their first name and where they're calling that from. That is correct. A real call screener would have the authority to dig deeper. Like, does the caller have prior mental health issues? Or has he or she made prior death threats against you, Spud? Well, I could really do so much more in my current position. All I ask is you empower me.
5: I just don't think that would be a wise decision. No offense, you know, empowering an intern could spark an international incident. You just never know, it's too darn risky. Well,
6: if it is war they want, then war they shall have.
5: But I'm going to I'm just going to I'm going to take a risk right now. Just put the caller through.
6: No.
5: Uh, Am I on the air? Yeah, just spit it out, Uh, Carl. Yeah, you are on the air. What I think you should do, uh, Spud, is charge $1,000 for one of those cameo videos. Make people think you're an important celebrity. I mean, perception is reality. I mean, it's just my opinion. Well, I like it, caller, actually. You're on something here. So the more someone charges for something, the cooler it seems.
6: Yeah, that makes no, sense. No, no, no. I think that's a dumb suggestion. No one will pay $1,000 for anything you're associated with, Spud. Deal or no deal? You're... Just dreaming here.
7: Yeah, you know I'm a big booster of yours, Spud. No one respects you more. But a thousand dollars is a lot of money. Well,
5: well, it says on Cameo, you know that, that website of theirs, that Caitlyn Jenner charges twenty five hundred bucks. I may not be connected to that Kardashian family, though. I have interviewed some guests who know Courtney and Chloe.
0: Courtney, Chloe, or,
5: or at least know some other people who know them. Uh, you know, I don't care about the Kardashians. There are only a few famous people in the world I'd pay twenty five hundred bucks for a video from, and well, they're all dead now, so that never happened. Well, hmm, caller? Would you buy one yeah. for me for a grand after I die because, Think about it, what if I recorded a bunch of videos now and put them on sale after I kick the bucket? It could pay for my funeral as, as I have a very elaborate celebration planned, like with fireworks, like a chocolate fountain and a live band for sure. It's gonna be amazing, but really pricey. That's so hot. No, 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 I never said I'd buy any video greeting for a thousand bucks. That's uh, out of my league. But right. you know, other people with more disposable income, they might, uh, it'd help you a lot if you got way more famous before you die.
8: Caller, if I would have vetted you properly, I would have determined you're a boring caller who has nothing to offer this show, so maybe you should hang up now. Yes! It's just a suggestion.
5: Well, a good suggestion, Chance. Caller, I gotta go. I gotta go.
7: Uh, you know, I didn't think that caller was boring. He, he was, I, I think,
5: interesting oh, I, I believe I'm the arbiter of what is boring, and I will make that determination well, at a later date. You know, want to have the opportunity to fully evaluate, you know, what the caller's contribution was. And it only makes common sense.
8: We also have another caller. We do have another caller. wants to add his opinion on that cameo company. Do you want to take it? Well, I don't hey, Gerald. Yeah. Are you planning on sharing any of those m and MMs you've been munching on? Well. During the
5: whole show? I mean that that's a family size bag you have. Listen, really. I'm just trying to keep my blood
7: sugar levels up because my doctor says my levels need to be more consistent. Well then and just I- just why
5: don't you just gulp down a bag of brown sugar? Uh Jesus. Uh,
7: j- just give me a handful of them, though. Oh, okay, I'll give you some, but please do not put your hand in the bag, because that's oh, not brother. sanitary. Uh, hey, But
5: I think we got hands? the collar
7: okay, on fine, now if
8: whatever. you want to go
4: I'll, ahead. I'll
5: take some of those when I'm done here. Fine. All right, uh, c- caller, you there? We're running out of time. Yeah, uh, what, dude, I've been on hold for a long time, way before that last dude he had on. Yeah, okay, well, just, what do you got? I'm, I am gotta close the show. Okay, so I bought a bunch of those greetings. That company, like the one from Lance Bass, the dude from NSYNC, he only charges
9: $199, and he said word for word what I wrote for him to say. It All was right. awesome. I also right. bought a couple from Tara Reed. Okay, she had a tough time reading what I wrote, well. but she only charges 85 bucks. Next time, I'm just going to use shorter words, but she is highly underrated as an actress.
1: Um, I think... It'd be actually...
5: Yeah, you know, we've had Tara on the show before. She, she's nice. Um, she, she's getting $85 a video, though, really? How much does Brooke Hogan charge? You know, Hulk Hogan's daughter. Uh, I heard she's on Cameo, too. I'm just curious. Uh, I don't know that off the top of my head. Yeah, Who is Hulk Hogan? Is he
7: a
8: human being?
5: <laughs> he's, he's very famous. He's an ex-pro wrestler.
8: What world do you exist in? Huh? Uh, you know, Spud... I just looked up Brooke Hogan. She only charges $50.
9: Hey, that's a bargain if you ask me. So I say we're voting here. They can charge like $1 less than, say, like Andy Dick, Paul Shore,
5: Chris Kattan. Those guys are your main competition. Yeah, I know that. I mean, Chris I'm charges like that. 70 bucks, so keep that in mind. Yeah. What the hell, yo? You know, I've interviewed them all on this show, and uh, I think I should charge $1 more at least. Uh, I'm just saying. But anyway, thanks for your input, caller. I, I have to close the show now. Uh, later. Okay, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao.
0: Copyright 2019, Spud Goodman Productions.